Hey there, YouTubers. I'm Eileen Thompson, and welcome to the Treasured Ministries YouTube channel where we teach you straight from the Word of God those timeless biblical truths that can heal soul hurts. So what I want to talk to you about today is becoming aware of an unauthentic apology so that you can address it accordingly. Becoming aware of an unauthentic apology so that you can address it accordingly. Now, specifically, what I'm going to be talking about is usually what's characteristic of an apology from a narcissist. And if you watch my YouTube channel, you know that I'm very passionate about teaching about codependency because for years, I struggled with it and the Lord has healed me from that. And so now I love to teach from God's word, what I've learned to help uh, you. And I've got lots of other videos in a playlist that you can watch. But the reason why I wanna talk about this today uh, before we get into our passage is because it's very typical for a codependent and a narcissist to be in relationship um, with each other. The narcissist um, loves to have everything center around them and the codependent is constantly uh, serving and pleasing others. And so they really make this, uh, this good match. And if you have lived that people-pleasing codependency uh, lifestyle, which basically, um, like we like to say in Treasured Ministries, that codependency is simply a lack of God dependency. It's idolatry of man. Um, so while that word is not written in the Bible, certainly the principle of, um, of fearing man over the Lord is. And, and it's sin. And so we need to nip it in the bud. Because when a narcissist um, apologizes, a lot of times they don't really mean it. But if you are a codependent, um, you will feel this guilt and this pull and perhaps put yourself back into an unhealthy cycle with an unhealthy relationship. And um, I cannot think of a better description of an unhealthy relationship than when somebody has uh, control over you. And this is where codependents get into trouble. Because here's the thing, our free will is a gift that God gives us so that, and we should guard it. Why? So that we can surrender it completely to God. And so the Lord, our God Almighty, is the only one who should have that place in our life, that place of surrender, right? That place of worship. And if we get caught up in a codependent, narcissistic relationship, the narcissist will demand control over your life. And if you have people-pleasing tendencies, it is hard for you to say no. And you find yourself not being led by the Holy Spirit, but by a person. And that is not in the word of God. It is sin. 
And when you understand that, and when you understand that God gives us everything that we need, right, through the Holy Spirit to break that sin in our life, and you begin to cry out to Him, He'll He will lead you step by step. But what I want to talk to you about today is um, is something in that relationship, and it is that unauthentic apology that a narcissist um, can bring, and it, it usually happens when they feel that you might be slipping away and they're grasping at straws because they want to keep the relationship or it's it's uh, they're doing something to sort of save their own tail. It's always completely selfish and they're not really authentically sorry. Now, inside of the Bible, um, inside of the book of Exodus, we see that the Israelites are in a situation where they're under slavery, right? From the Egyptians and specifically from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh, absolutely the classic narcissist, right? Because he was controlling the Israelites and, you know, everything was about him. And when Moses came to Pharaoh and uh, approached him and and said, I have a word, you know, from the Lord, let my people go. Why? So that they may worship me. And the first thing that I want to say is that God does not want you to be under the control of a person. Only the Lord should have that place of reverence and worship in our life. And so that's when Moses came to Pharaoh, he said, let my people go. In other words, give them their free will. Why? Not so that they can do whatever they wanted to, but so that they can worship me. You are not to worship or fear people. We are here to worship the Lord. And one of the most powerful ways that you can do that, Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us, is, is to surrender our will to Him. The only way that we can do that is if we are completely free. So Moses goes to Pharaoh and he says, let my people go so that they may worship me. And if you've grown up in church, you know the story. Uh, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He did not let them go. And God began to send plagues. And so there's plague after plague after plague. But then we get to the plague of frogs. I'm sure this time that Pharaoh is sensing that, um, that God really might be in this and trying to rescue his people and bring them into a place of freedom. And when you are in a narcissistic relationship and you begin to want to try to break free from that relationship, the narcissist is not going to like it. And sometimes in desperation, they will come to you and apologize to you. But this apology... It's often self-serving. It's often, you know, for their own good. And it's to bring them relief. So, so in Exodus chapter 8, finally the, the plague of frog comes. And it looks like that God is starting to get uh, Pharaoh's attention. And so in, in, verse, in chapter 8, verse 8, it says, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with the Lord. 
and take the frogs away from me and my people and I will let your people go so that they can sacrifice uh, the Lord to the Lord. And so then Moses replies, um, it will be done as you said. And so they pray and when Moses sit there and cry out to the Lord, the frogs are gone. But then it says, but when Pharaoh saw that relief had come, he became stubborn and he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had predicted. Now, what kind of relief, right? Because there's there's not frogs coming down. But for a narcissist, um, a big part really of their relief is a lot of times they're just apologizing to get you back into the relationship. Um, the other piece of relief that they might be seeking is actually shame inside of their own life. In other words, they're looking to you to acquit them not guilty. Now we know the word of God tells us that only the Lord can do that in our life, but they internally feel guilty. Uh, and so to feel that relief, they're coming to you to say, well, I'm sorry, but, or, you know, and a lot of times it's this halfway apology because they, they want that relief or it's kind of like sorry and then you say okay and then they say okay so let's just get back into our old groove again right where i'm in control of you and you don't have free will and let's just get back to that lovely little um unhealthy routine that you and i uh were in and so um so while while pharaoh's wanting relief from those um, when he gets the relief from the frogs, as soon as he feels that, he clamps down his control again. And so he wasn't sincerely um, sorry. He wasn't ready to surrender to the Lord. He wasn't ready to treat people right and to give them freedom inside a relationship. But that's okay because God was on their side. All right, so then after the plague of flogs, there's the plague of gnats, and then comes the plague of the flies. There's like flies everywhere. Um, and so then Pharaoh uh, calls, this is in chapter 8, verse 25, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and says, all right, go ahead, go. Offer sacrifices to your Lord. Moses um, says that he will pray for him. And then verse 30, so Moses left Pharaoh's palace and pleaded with the Lord to remove all the flies, verse 31. And the Lord did as Moses asked and caused a swarm of flies to disappear from Pharaoh, his officials and his people. Not a single fly remained, but Pharaoh again became stubborn and refuse to let the people go. I wanna ask you a question. How many of you listening have been in a narcissistic situation and somebody came and apologized to you and you accepted their apology and it wasn't long until you found yourself in that situation again and they were apologizing again, right? Or, or giving you your freedom again, but they didn't really mean it, right? All right, so then, I mean, if that is not enough. Then we get into uh, chapter 9, verse 27, um, and it's talking about the plague of hail. Now, listen to Pharaoh now. It says, Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron. This time I have sinned, he confessed. 
The Lord is the righteous one and my people and I are wrong. wrong. Please beg the Lord to end this terrifying thunder and hail. We have had enough. I will let you go. You don't need to stay any longer. Now, a lot of times, because codependents, usually we are the rule followers, right? And so we are, um, we, the words that we say really do matter. And a lot of times because of that, we will unduly trust people and think, well, they said that they were sorry. They said that they were going to do this. But let me tell you something. When you're dealing with a pharaoh, don't listen to their words. Watch for their actions. Because the actions will tell you what they actually believe, right? The actions will tell you what are in their heart. And it's actions, listen to me, that solidify a legitimate apology. And even in this time, after Pharaoh said, right, um, I've sinned, the Lord is the righteous one, we've had enough, I'm in the wrong, please beg the Lord and, and take this all away. Um, it says, jumping down to verse 33, so Moses left Pharaoh's court and went out into the city. When he lifted his hands to the Lord, the thunder and hail stopped and the downpour ceased. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had stopped, he and his officials sinned again, and Pharaoh again became stubborn because his heart was hard. Pharaoh refused to let the people leave just as the Lord had predicted. So after that, maybe what sounded like this humble, heartfelt cry of an apology, we see quickly it wasn't authentic. Eyeball to eyeball. You ready? When you are dealing with a narcissist, it is their actions that authenticate the apology, not just, I'm sorry. And if you think, well, that's being too picky or I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, look at those words that Pharaoh said. And I want to ask you a question. Who is in your life that has that controlling personality and they keep coming to you and begging, apologizing like this? And you think to yourself, well, maybe this time, right? And then it's not long to where you're back in that unhealthy cycle again. We must look at the actions. And you know something? This is completely Biblical. I think one of the mistakes that I made for years was that I thought that love and forgiveness meant I was supposed to trust everybody and nothing could be further from the truth. Sometimes one of the most loving things you and I can do is to tell people no, is to draw boundaries, right? And doesn't the Lord do this with us? The Bible tells us that God is love, so he can't act any other way. And when the Lord calls us to come to him and acknowledge sin before us, he tells us to confess, and then he tells us to repent. In other words, he tells us to change our thinking, change our mindset, and change our actions.
Confession's just the first part of it, right? Repentance brings us into that freedom. And so let me just encourage you this way. Let me give you this piece of wisdom. Actions will tell you what somebody actually is believing and thinking. And above all, the Lord knows everybody's heart. And you can pull back and pray for wisdom and God will show you the way. But the bottom line is this, is that your heart is a treasure worth fighting for. Jesus Christ laid his heart down for it. And there's an epic battle going on, I believe, between the enemy of your soul and God is fighting for you, for your heart to be free. Why? So that you can surrender it completely to him. And if the Israelites were not free, they would not be able to go into the promised land, which is where the, the line of the Messiah continued. And so it's paramount for us to remain in that place of freedom to serve the Lord as our top priority. Has an apology that was unauthentic, pulled you back recently into an unhealthy situation? Did you feel guilty for setting boundaries? So then it says, uh, Pharaoh comes to Moses again. This is um, in verse 10, 16. It says, I've sinned against the Lord your God and against you. He confessed, forgive my sin just this once and plead with the Lord your God and take away this death from me. So Moses left Pharaoh's courts and pleaded with the Lord. The Lord responded by shifting the strong uh, west wind and that blew the locusts into the Red Sea. Not a single, single locust remained in all of Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart again. And so he refused to let the people go. And then we all know what happened, that last plague, the night of the Passover, where the Israelites were delivered from that place uh, where they were under that control uh, and they were delivered and, and the Lord brought them out and, and then they were crossing the Red Sea, right? And, uh, and Moses put his staff in the Red Sea and the Red Sea parted. But when the Red Sea parted, the Bible tells us that that stubborn old Pharaoh, not wanting to lose that control over these people that were building his kingdom, that's so narcissist, right? He chases after them. And so the Israelites, of course, they, they freak out a little bit. And then here comes that beautiful verse you've probably seen it a zillion times it's not a, it's a great one exodus 14 13 but moses told the people don't be afraid just stand still and watch the lord rescue you today the egyptians you see today you will never see again the lord himself will fight for you just stay calm the Lord was fighting for them. And he says, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see 
again. You know, sometimes there are people in our life that have um, an unhealthy amount of control. And when that happens, sometimes it's necessary for there to be a separation um, so that you can surrender your will to God. And I believe that um, that Pharaoh just wouldn't would not have uh, quit. And, uh, and so God was completely removing Pharaoh from their life. And I also want you to see that God told them to stand still and to just stay calm. And you know, a lot of times with a narcissist, it's completely um, useless to rationalize with them or to fight with them or to argue with them or to try to defend yourself or whatever. Sometimes you have to just stand still and stay in faith and stay in obedience. And by doing that, you're taking refuge under the shadow of God's wings. God has good things in store for his people he has good things in store for you. And you can walk free one beautiful, bold, brave step of faith at a time when you take God's hand and surrender your heart to his. Thanks so much for joining in. And if there's anybody that you know that might benefit from this video, I pray that you will tap your friend and pass it on. Mm -hmm.